episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Ah, <sighs> hello. <laughs> exhale. A deep exhale on this Thursday morning when this comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the days of the week anymore. Yeah. Me neither, actually. I'm kind of in a weird, we're in between the uh, uh, childcare situation right now. So up until like the 23rd, we're doing a lot of like shuffling where it's like, okay, this friend's going to watch the kids stay while I go record. Gray's going to pick them up at two. It's just a blur. It's just a blur. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah. But have, but it's going okay. Yeah, it's going fine. Okay, Um, good. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing interesting nothing interesting to report on that okay, end good, okay good. how was your weekend at um stagecoach okay so i didn't i realized like i didn't post anything <laughs> because no, i'm just who i, I got am caught up on Evans. and i don't post um so basically what ended up happening was it wasn't like part of like any long plan yeah um i evan's been like super super busy and just been slammed with work and then he happened to mention, he's like, oh, yeah, one of the artists that I music direct is going to be at Stagecoach. And I'm like, that sounds fun. He's like, do you want to see if I can get wristbands and we can go? Like, he's like, I can dip out of work for a day and we can go together. Nice. I'm like, all right, let's fun. do it. So we went to Stagecoach. And, you know, of course, too, with all of like the bachelorness at Stagecoach, I felt like I'm like, I can't miss this potential mm-hmm. scene. I want to mm-hmm. watch what's mm-hmm. what's going down. Um, but it was super fun. We were. <laughs> we so ridiculous though it's like everyone's like partying right Mm -hmm. it's like a whole thing and you know i haven't been feeling great been feeling better the past like week week and a half which is amazing but i still don't feel like a hundred yeah so i'm like keeping it pretty low key and so we like went the first night we got there we went for like an hour saw (laughs) evan's artist went home and then the next day we were like should we go and then heaven are like let's go to a day spa (laughs) We didn't even go to the second day. We ended up going at the very end of the second day again at like nine at night. We yeah. went, but like we literally just we just went to a day spot. We just like laid around Sounds and just like better. sat in the sun and didn't do anything. And I was seeing everyone's posting and going to parties and like raging and having a great time. And Evan and I were like, we are happy as a couple of clams just here in the sun sleeping. We were that just better. sleeping all day. Um, but no, it was it was super super fun. Um. We stayed with, uh, we stayed uh, in the house with Katie Thurston and Stefan Lovegrove, and they were just wonderful. John ended up coming, mm-hmm. and it was so nice to be with them. They're just lovely, lovely people. Um, and then spent a lot of time with Elise from Colton Season, who was just an actual earth angel. We had so much fun with her. And then, of course, we went to Blake's set. And I have to say, he, so did he play at Coachella and Stagecoach? No, just Stagecoach. For some reason, I thought he was, I thought he was doing a Coachella. So everyone was not. like, it's full circle because that was the whole Bachelor oh, yeah. in Paradise you Which, know, situation. Which, by the way, we were going to have him on today, but then he forgot he had a flight to Miami. So The man is is jet-setting all over the place. <laughs> Good like, for him. I think it's the Grand Prix this weekend in Miami, mm-hmm. so I'm sure he's like doing DJing there. He is like like so busy. And this weekend was crazy. Like, you know, there was a million things that they had to do. But his set was so good. I love that he's like found his corner. I love it. I was just so shocked because, you know, 
a lot of people are like, I'm a DJ. Sure. And you're like, okay, you're just kind of have a playlist and you're kind of yeah. just standing there. He is really good. Well, it seemed like he went from like starting to DJ to like all of a sudden playing like legit shows. It was packed in there. Like it was so cool to walk in and it was just like front to back slammed. So So people were losing it. Everyone was just having the best time. And then, you know, all the... Should I have him DJ my wedding? Oh my God, maybe I could. I bet he would. I bet he would. That would be so fun. Oh my God. (laughs) I love that, that idea. Amazing. I oh, always wanted would, a wedding band, but you know, let's bring well, in Blake to I, DJ. I mean, I say, do you do both? Have a you can have that's an, true for the night portion, a night portion. You know, have a quartet during during the uh, the cocktail hour. Okay, I gotta tell you my idea right now. Can Not right now. Me? No, we'll finish this conversation. Then I'm gonna talk well, about my he would, idea. He would absolutely crush it. It was so that's so good. Cool. I was like so caught up. I mean, I lo- I loved seeing some of the artists, but honestly, to me, I was like that was the best part. It was so much fun. I'm happy because I feel like Blake's like a good person, and he's had a lot of hiccups but like i feel like he's such an earnest like earnest just like he is who he is, he is and i appreciate very that very about him. kind person yeah and he crushed it that's so and cool. it was cool too because it was like uh all the bachelor nation people were side stage yeah. just like cheering him on and it was like a whole crew um you know bumped into uh kendall was there noah and abigail were uh-huh. there who by the way are lovely oh really so lovely <laughs> i was like hi guys <laughs> you know we've you know we had said some things specifically about noah on the past recaps during bachelor in paradise hey, i was always in noah's corner no so. you were always in noah's corner but i'm like during and i was in noah's corner on tasha season but during yeah, bachelor yeah, in paradise know. you know, know there was a lot of like what is he doing and then yeah, with the yeah, whole yeah. abigail situation yeah. with him and her they were very cute very much in love very oh, nice cute. very nice thomas was there who's lovely he is quite tall. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't confirm. He was ducking in. Under he was ducking everything. underneath everything. <laughs> the ceilings were high, but he still was hitting them. Yeah. Um, Justin, Mikey, like it was just, it was a full. So you didn't run into Greg? I did not run into Greg. <laughs> we were a little nervous about that. It's not so much planning on um, actually showing up at the festival <laughs> if. Um, that was going to be the case. Oh, I was like, we'll be staying at the day spa the entire day if that's what goes down. So, no, I did not. Oh, wow. You um, made the circuit. That's so fun. It was really fun. And it was like, it was really all that I needed. And it was all that I could take. And then I slept like 24 hours afterwards hard. Dude, festivals are so exhausting. It's They're like energetically exhausting. Like with your like, you know, your, your, your energy, your personal energy. Yeah. I'm just definitely more of a like a one night person i'm like i love to have like a great one night and then sleep in the next day with some friends and then you know go about my way have you been to coachella no neither have i no this is the first time i'd ever i it's i've been to outside lands before which i actually highly recommend and that one's like i've just from what i've heard it's got a much more like relaxed Mm -hmm, vibe mm -hmm. i've always wanted to do bottle rock in napa oh i oh yeah i've heard that one's great that one's really fun too it's like you you're it's all it's like a wine festival too so like the music is like tequila you're drinking wine. you're feeling like you're you're getting getting some wine it feels a little more like the bands are i don't know they're not quite as big but yeah. it's like fun music playing the yeah. whole time um but outside lands is in my opinion one of the best just because it's not hot right that's so real it's so real it's 90 not fucking seven degrees yeah. outside i'm shocked it wasn't more 
you know, in past years, it's been like 105, 110 because it's, it's, you know, unreal. it's in the and desert. There's, like, there's no, there's like barely any covering. Oh, yeah. If there's like the little VIP You're section, drinking. there's like I'm a tiny people, covering and like some air conditioning. I'm surprised people aren't dropping like flies, just fainting everywhere. I know. I didn't see anything, but I also just showed up at like night at night when like it had True. cooled down. But I'm like, there's no way I could have done that. Even in my youth, even in my youthful years, there's just no way. No. Um, but Outside Lands is like, it's it gets a little bit of a chill in the air. You're a little more bundled up great bands good food and wine and like it's just it's just it's a good vibe but i had so much fun it was really nice i i've wanted to go to stagecoach because i don't really care about country music so i feel like that would be really fun i i enjoy it like yeah. i enjoy it i love any kind of live show that was so, yeah and i think that because i get really stressed out at the idea of even going to like outside yep. lands or coachella where i'm like oh man i'm gonna i i I'm going to have to like look at the lists and see who I want to see and like do a little bit of that research and figure out the schedule because we're going to have to be running across the field to see the whole idea of that just overwhelms me to the point where I just go I'll I'll pass entirely oh, a thousand percent it freaks me I out. feel the exact same way yeah. which is why when Evan was like you know do you want to do you want to like, do yeah. this I was like yeah because like I, I'm the same way with country music like, you know I know a couple of songs sure. that make me feel a little emotional I know wagon wheel okay yeah. <laughs> A few songs here and there, but I definitely don't listen to country music right. on the regular, so I didn't feel that pressure of so like. So you can just oh, enjoy it stress free. You're like, I'll show up, I show yeah, up. Yeah, we'll the songs that music. I really, the only songs that I knew that were played were in Blake's set, <laughs> and I loved that. That was awesome. But um, no, it was really cool too, actually, because obviously the past couple of years with the pandemic and everything, I haven't been able to see really any of Evan's work. Oh, yeah. And that sucks when you're like, he's working and he's putting together these like really awesome, cool shows and I never get to see them. I, I saw him do um, a show uh, maybe about eight months ago with Black Bear where he was opening for Maroon 5. And so this, it was this huge stadium show and that was really cool to see where it was like, oh my God, it's so all these people. And oh, that was yeah. exciting. Um, and then Ember got to go to that one and that was, she was so excited to see daddy working. But um, Ashton Kutcher came out during uh, Thomas Rhett's set and uh -huh. sang. That was a moment. I didn't I know why on Ashton was there, but you know, we love to see him. Okay. Looked very handsome, looking great. Yeah, I didn't even like, I thought that it was a joke about him be like, I saw someone posting a picture and it didn't even really like look like him because he was scruffy or something. And yeah, looking very handsome. Yeah, All he of did us look were kind of like, wow. He did look, <laughs> look at him go. Sure, King. he only showers like once every three weeks, but, but it's working wow, for does him. he look good. <laughs> but yeah, so that was wonderful. But back to regular life. Well, so this episode, we're going to talk about like parenting stuff and kind of mom stuff because it is Mother's Day on Sunday. So yes. call your mom, you know, or whoever that is a mother figure in your life. Tell them you appreciate them. And then on Tuesday, we're actually going to kind of continue the sort of mom theme because um, we're bringing on my internet friend, uh, Bethany Garcia, aka the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. She's young, has five kids, has a, quite an interesting story. And I'm sure we'll be talking about some parenting and mom related stuff with her, too. But she has a lot of interesting life background stuff that I think you'll find that uh, pretty, pretty interesting and intriguing. So anyway, that's what we're going to get into. I'm very much looking today. forward to hearing from Bethany. First, let me tell you my idea for my wedding. Yes, please. So what I'm thinking is now Gray said he said he said this and he said it in front of witnesses besides me. So he said, if I get to have two bachelor parties, I don't care what you do with the wedding. You can plan it all. 
He says he wants like if I get to have two. Yeah, no, he wants to go. He wants to go surfing for like a for like ten days or something okay. with his surf friends. Okay, and then he wants to do like you know like a four day weekend or stuff something with like all his friends where they do I don't know whatever cosplaying or whatever the fuck okay. they're gonna be doing. <laughs> So I'm like, he's like, I'm going to okay. be gone for, I'm gonna come for about like a, a month. month. Yeah. For my bachelor uh, so party. Bachelor party is going to last for about seven months. Yeah. I'm preparing myself for you to be a perfect partner. I'll be gone for about half the year. <laughs> um, but then you're, you can do whatever you want. Well, right. And I'm like two bachelor parties. Okay. What? That's like a total of 10 days. And then you, you're saying I can do whatever I want. Okay. Like, and the thing like is, he always complains like he always complains when I like he's like you make all the decisions on like the house and everything but then whenever I do it he's like oh my god that looks great like I picked all the colors for the house and he's like I don't know about that and then they painted it and he's like it looks so awesome and I'm like I know we have some we have the same taste if you if like if you were to ask him okay like what do you think we should paint would he give you answers or would he kind of do like a let me think about it and like never get back to you more vague like yeah or he's going to make a suggestion and I'm like, no, that's not going to look good because this and this. And then it's going to turn to an argument. And then he's just going to be like, well, you never listened to me. <laughs> You're so like, it's let better me be, that I just take it let over. Let me be Joanna G. Like, yes, let me, let, let me yes. live that part of who I am. Yes. And you're not Chip. I am Chip and Joanna <laughs> I am in this an situation. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so he always likes it because we have the same, we have the same, like, st- in fact, it was so funny. I go... I go, you know, I really want like a Ferris wheel at our wedding. He goes, you know, I've always wanted that at our wedding. <laughs> a Ferris wheel? I've always like been like, how great would that be? Like everyone gets to take their Coachella style picks in front of the oh Ferris wheel. Oh my God, wheel. then you have to have Blake. True. If you're doing a festival theme. <sighs> yeah, but that's how Grace said. He's like, yes, I, I love that. Like I want it to be like a carnival wedding, but chic. And I'm like, that's what I want too. But I don't know if that fits in with my plan now which like so fresno has this amazing like remodeled zoo where they have this beautiful like open safari thing which is like they've done it like a savannah where it's all open and like the rhinos and the gazelles are like all there like together and they just have like really a really thin wire where like the elephants are and the giraffes are so it just like looks like everything's on the savannah together it's actually so cool and beautiful and they have this gigantic like thatched um like i can't remember what they call like this lodge roof thing it's so gorgeous and whenever i saw it i'm like oh my god this would be an amazing place to have a wedding and i was just looking it up this morning turns out they absolutely do wedding receptions so i'm like how cool would it be to be in like the evening in like the early summer and to like look out on this wedding reception and have like this like savannah view with all these animals it would be so cool that would be incredible. I don't think I could have a Ferris wheel there, but but like you're like hearing the animals in in the evening. Yeah, and it's like half the cost of venues in L. A. And you're like, and honestly, my helicopter can land there easily. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> like, I'd be able to propel myself down, no problem. So my thought is, I think I've decided like I I want us to have like a really like private, really like intimate actual ceremony. Like I don't really think I want. I don't even think I want to do like the bridesmaid groomsman like thing for the ceremony like maybe for the reception but um i want to keep it like just really small like immediate family and then i want to do like the next day have the reception like actually give a little like breathing room the next day have the reception so then i'm thinking a great idea. we do like 5 30 to 10 30 p.m at the zoo with that whole situation we do catered dinner people can take photos with feeding the giraffes because they offer that too for the for the events Giraffe. 
And then I think we rent out like a bar or something in Fresno, also going to be way cheaper than LA. And then we can have Blake play a set. So we'll do a live band at the zoo. And then we can have Blake come be the DJ at the after party bar that's like from 10.30 to 2. Blake, you're coming to Fresno, baby. <laughs> Get your bags packed. You're coming to Fresno. That sounds like love so it? much fun. Do you love it? I love I it. I love it. I love that. I love a dynamic to it, too. Right. I love I love looking forward to like different parts of it. Right. Having like, grandma's going home at 10. Yeah, then. having different experiences, like knowing something's coming that's exciting. Like, and look, oh, yes. It's like, it's, it's, the same type of energy as planning a perfect trip where you're like, I need to have my relaxation moments right. and my excitement moments, right. my adventure and my chill. Like and that. people can opt in and out where they yes. so please, yes. what they feel comfortable with. I love this. So I now I have to get engaged. Board. <laughs> but anyway. All right, let's that get into this mom quickly, episode. Though. That can happen quickly. Maybe Mother's Day, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, before we uh, hop into all of the parenting yes. questions, should yes. we take a quick pause? Yes, let's. Okay, broads, we are approaching the halfway point of the year, which is terrifying because honestly where did all the time go but that's another conversation for another day i guess uh as we make our way through 2022 it's so so important to do a mental health check uh every so often i say all the time too how has the year gone how do you want the year to go are you struggling with anything simple check-ins can help keep your mental health in a good place no matter what else is going on around you one amazing way to check in is by speaking with a therapist but if you've ever tried to get into therapy Oh my gosh, you already know it can be tough. First, finding a therapist, then finding like a consistent time you can fit into your schedule and then being able to afford the sessions. There is like a lot working against us all, which is where Talkspace can help. Talkspace takes traditional therapy. It turns it upside down and Talkspace brings therapy to you in their super convenient online platform. And in just moments, you'll be able to be matched with one of their thousands of licensed therapists across dozens of different specialties and then you can start chatting right away instead of struggling to find time for an in-person appointment you can use talkspace to chat with your therapist 24 7 via text audio and video messages it's so great because instead of holding on to whatever you want to discuss for a week just send your therapist a quick note and you have the option just to discuss in real time and a whole month of talkspace will cost you less than one traditional in-person therapy session Talkspace is mental health done easy. If thoughts and emotions are piling up, a fresh perspective can really help you feel better. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code CHATTY at sign up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code CHATTY. So life lately has been chaotic to say the least there's a lot going on in our personal lives and to be honest eating healthy is the last thing i have the energy to do most days but i know how much better i feel when i'm fueling my body with the fruits and veggies rather than just all the hot cheetos and sour patch kids which we love too mm -hmm. um but thanks to the help of daily harvest eating a delicious nutritious meal is as easy as grabbing something from the freezer and spending a few minutes heating blending or plating Daily Harvest is the best. That's really all there is to it. Daily Harvest delivers delicious meals and snacks built on organic fruits and vegetables. Like just said, everything stays totally fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. This means you can keep things on hand for those days when you just don't have the time or energy of one more thing, let alone cooking an entire meal. I mean, I love it because, you know, we can go on vacation, on trips, we come back, we still have a whole freezer yep. stocked with like snacks and meals just ready to go. Daily Harvest has you covered for your entire day. They've got their delicious smoothies or opals for breakfast. They've got hearty soups for lunch or maybe a crispy flat 
flatbreads for dinner. They even have plant-based desserts if you're craving something sweet. The strawberry peach smoothie is Oh my a, gosh, that one's so good. It's so good. It's a big favorite in my house. It's a big favorite. Um, Ember, my daughter, asks for it at least once a week. And I don't mind giving it to her because Daily Harvest never uses any additives or artificial sugars in any of their recipes. All I have to do is pop it out of the freezer and into the blender. And with a little non-dairy milk in 30 seconds, we've got a delicious, healthy breakfast or snack ready to eat. Yeah, and even like their ice cream is, I think it's sweetened with like maple syrup. So they really put the time into every single one of their ingredients. It's all very quality and And by the way, we've talked before, we used to say this all the time, just a reminder, this is such an amazing gift for a new parent, hello, or for Mother's Day, like, but especially new parents, when you're so busy, there's so much going on, like, send, send someone some Daily Harvest, it's gonna just, a college student, a college student, it's gonna be a lifesaver, okay? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, avoid the takeout temptation and get Daily Harvest. Go to ta- dailyharvest.com slash chatty to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash chatty for up to 40 bucks off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash chatty. Um, so speaking of like having, you know, Mother's Day coming up, talking about parenting, all that stuff. My child told me yesterday she was looking over my shoulder on Instagram and I pulled up. I was like, I don't know, going through like Met Gala stuff or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she saw a beautiful model Uh and she looked at me and she goes, Mom, I wish you looked like that. (laughs) Who was it? Do you you remember who it was? I said, yeah, me too. Thanks so much. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day to me. Okay. Thank you. Do you remember who it was? I don't remember. It was just someone random. Oh it was just a random gosh, model that I, I don't know the name of. So funny. And I was just like, very cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a, just something to put a just pep a in my pick step me up. Just for the weekend. <laughs> By the way, we're going to have to like, we're going to have to plan for that. When Did they do two Met Galas a year? Why did they do one in September? Was that because of the pandemic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was so dumb. I text my sister. I'm like, I can't believe it's been a year since we talked about the. She was like, no, it's only it's, been a couple months. It's been like six months. But everyone was saying they were actually really bummed we weren't doing a recap of the outfits. So we'll have to do that. We're going to have time. to do that. Maybe we'll do like a, we'll find something where they do red carpet looks. But yeah. Is fun. I love going over the fashions. Me don't too. get me wrong. Me and too. I had some thoughts on these. I had a blast. Did you have a favorite? Um, hmm. Did you like Blake Lively's? Everyone was like ooing and awing. I mean, I thought she looked absolutely stunning. Sure, she looked great. Um, I appreciated the fact that she was on theme. Sure. Uh, but I don't know why everyone was, I I mean, I think it was, I think it was like shocking. It was like the way that it changed yeah, and just how like long the train was. I was listening to like someone who was in the audience filming and I was hearing someone in the background. These people were screaming like, oh my God, oh my God, a reveal. Oh my God. And people were losing their shit. Like just the people in the background were killing me. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I'd have to look over. Oh wait, so was this, it turned inside out? They removed the, um, she had like a kind of a big bustle bow on the side of it. And a few people came up and like opened it up. And, and, they and then they pulled her, her gloves off. Oh, they oh they pulled off like the first lay of her gloves, and there was a different color that was revealed. It was a beautiful. I love I a reveal the moment peach before it got undone. Yeah, I liked the peach better, but I didn't get this. This just reminded me of like Frozen or something. It's we love a reveal, though. We love a reveal. Sure. It was you know we it wowed the crowd. Like I said, people were <laughs> passing out in the stands, <laughs> screaming, absolutely screaming. <laughs> oh, but. Man. Yeah, no, I would love to do another red carpet 
conversation. It was great. There were the anyway. Okay. All right. So what we're going to talk about today is motherhood and parenting. I text my mom saying like, hey, can you, can I call you and ask you a question? And she said, makes me with this emoji, you know, like the one or the, the yes, cheesy the one where you're like, eh. she said, but I'll do it if you really want me to. That's a yes. Okay. And I'm just going to try to cold call my mom and see if she'll pick up and answer. I probably question. should just cold call, cold called my mom. Now I just know if I, if I would have given my mom a heads up, she'd be like in her head and Lord knows like what would come out <laughs> of her mouth. Gets, I think, I think both of our moms, my mom never talks about it, but I think both our moms are probably actually pretty high anxiety. They just don't know it. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, where, Jessica, where did all your anxiety come from? Like, why are you so high anxiety? And then I watch my mom buzzing around the house and hearing her conversation now as an adult. I'm like, ah, oh. uh, it is you. You are I and I am you. <laughs> and we are re- in a relation together. <laughs> you know, it manifests in very different ways, though, right? In different people. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think like you're like, oh, I don't I'm not like that at all. or I'm not like her at all. And then you're like, oh. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, she's her anxiety manifests in being the busiest human on the planet and just <laughs> buzzing around nonstop, like in a full panic mode, twenty four seven. Yeah. And for me, it manifests that I'm curled up in a ball, breathing right. into a paper bag. Right. Right. That's you know. And your mom's like, "Why can't you? Why can't you do more? Why, why can't you do more stuff? Why can't you do more stuff? Why? Why not?" And I'm just she's like, like on those, She's on one of those balance boards, <laughs> yeah, like on the phone with like, you, <laughs> like you know brewing a coffee while ba- on this balance board she's like hanging from scaffolding on her house just like cleaning the windows for the fourth time that day just squeegeeing why can't you do anything why can't you do anything has, has like a head mic on like making a call to like the accountant and i'm just like no brian i'm not talking to you <laughs> paper bag oh man oh mothers mothers we so, kind of even get in, got into that on tuesday's episode I know, too we, had, I know. we were like we've really been easing into this we're having a through line talking about parenting it's been i mean i feel like we haven't had a conversation about our parenting though in a long time no. um you know that's lasted more than like a couple minutes here and there like we've gone where we've gone over like what it's been like parenting for us recently our parenting styles and it's definitely been prevalent in my mind lately. I feel like I'm going in a big transition with Ember with her age right now where I'm like, oh, we're having very different conversations now. Like we're having to address different things. She seems so old now. She's and- in like a new zone, right? Because you have like these zones where you've got like infant to like two and then you've got like two to five and then you've got like five to eight, which is this new zone where their brain can comprehend so much more and is Mm -hmm. asking so many more questions and like, is just seeing the world in a whole new shift. I know. How has that been? I mean, it's been, it's been really wonderful and then also really challenging, which I feel like is just the definition of like raising a child. (laughs) What do you find, what do you find most difficult? I would say striking the balance between being there for her as a parent in the sense of like needing to guide her because she is still young and then while simultaneously like letting her explore make mistakes process in her own way like trying not to hover when she's struggling because now for the first time really there's like school dynamics where there's like really real hurt feelings. There's like real drama going on. And so like trying to have conversations with her about communicating with friends or standing up for herself or all this. But then you also don't want to 
be the hover parent who's sure. like, you know, when she comes home and says what she did, to be like, well, why did you do that? Like, this is going to cause that. Now, of course, she's going to be upset at you because you did it. But you're like, okay, first of all, she's she's not even seven yet. But she has these very adult conversations and trying to strike that balance of like listening and oh supporting gosh, and then offer, trying to offer advice and processing through all of her emotions. And I'm sure there's stuff that kicks in too where you're like, I'm sorry, that little bitch said what <laughs> to you? Oh. She doesn't want to be your friend. Well, we'll see about that. Oh, there's been there's been some things lately where there's been, you know, a kid or two in the class that have said or done certain mm-hmm. things to her where she comes home and reports mm-hmm. and I am <laughs> fire behind the eyes, horns coming out of my head like I will have vengeance for my child, but then trying to stay calm for her, you know, because it's not going to help her if I'm just fuming at what they said or did. But oh God, no, it's so tempting. It's like so hard to then to just be like, do I have a con when if this is happening regularly, do I have a conversation with the parent of that child? I don't know. Lord knows I was sitting outside her school the other day, like parked, like waiting to see who the parent of this one specific kid was. Uh-huh. And I'm just like sitting in the car, just like just a creep, them, following just them home. seething, just like watching them and just like, okay, do I have a mature conversation with this person or do I rage? And I'm like, okay. And I, I didn't do anything yet. I'm still debating what to do, but yeah, okay. all sorts of those dynamics. I am curious since we always, I mean, not always, but oftentimes we're kind of like, kind of like you know throwing throwing subtle kind shade like towards our parents but i'm really curious Mm. what is like one thing from your mom where you're like i want to do it like that oh wow i mean i think there's a lot i know we always throw shade yeah i mean god bless it is what it is um you know my mom is so trying to think of the best way to put this but my mom is like so available for needs Mm. like she you know we've talked about like the love language difference right so i'm like for me it's i'm like verbally affirming and all that but my mom is the type of person who will drop anything that she has going on to Mm. help someone whether Mm. that be her child or um, someone who you know needs a helping hand in their home or whatever and so i i grew up seeing my mom just like being so there for people and not in a place where it was unhealthy, where she was like running herself. Right. We're talking about her being busy, sure. but this was something where it was like, she wasn't running herself into the ground. She was also, she was taking care of herself, but she was also so there for people who, mm. who needed it, whether it be babysitting a meal, uh, a, a cup of coffee, like so available and truly zero expectations. Oh, like from the other person like it was out of the pureness of her heart um that she just is there for people like she's such a amazing human being in that way do you have any particular memories like as a child where you can think of like anyone in particular where like oh my gosh like my mom showed up for me like oh my god my mom would show up for me all the time like in that way where you know, if I was having a day with my anxiety where I was yeah. struggling, like, yeah, maybe my mom wouldn't know how to say the right thing, but my mom would be, would have 17 doctors on call. I have an ice pack for me, mm. holding me like a baby, mm. like, you know, washing my hair for me, like doing just, just so there. I have mm. like a very vivid memory of like when I had my very first panic attack and I was, you know, I wasn't even young, like I was older and just like literally being like a grown human 
in the bath and my mom just like like running cold water mm. on me and like washing I'm gonna cry washing my hair mm-hmm. and just like she didn't she she didn't have the words to say but like she was there every moment like every moment she's like I'm you're my baby I'm gonna take you're care my baby of you. like and mm. this is and like I'm gonna hold you and I'm gonna bathe you like even if you're fucking 16 years old because you can't do it yourself right now yeah and um and another moment that was so like my mom that means so much to me is the night before my wedding. She, you know, so close with Evan's family adores Evan, but was just there in the sense that she, I was in the bath again. She's always in the bath bath. and she came in and I was just kind of quiet. I was processing like, Oh my God, this is tomorrow. And even though I knew I wanted to marry him, like it's still a really overwhelming feeling and she came in, in to, into the bathroom and she sat on the toilet, <laughs> closed. <laughs> she sat on the toilet and she was just like, I just want to let you know that if at any point today or at any point tomorrow, you change your mind, there are no questions for me. I have my car. We're getting in the car and we're we'll oh. going somewhere. Like there was no... There was no like, you better show up. We're paying for all this. Like, have you not processed all of this? Like, she just wanted to let me know she's got me. And if I need to hop in the car and have a runaway car and escape, there's not going to be any questions. And she's going to take me where I need to go. That's so cool. You know? Yeah. What about for you? Um, hmm, I asked that and I guess I hadn't really thought about that for myself. I think like something that I really like hmm there's like a lot of things but one I guess that really comes to mind is like her commitment like she was as a kid like just so all in for us and just like committed and I think a lot of it like which I can really relate to I think a lot of it just came down to identity stuff for her too where she's like I need to be the mom that's like this But also it just came from this like point of passion, you know, where she was like, I want my kids to love learning. I want my kids to be critical thinkers. Mm. I want my kids to, you know, like she to love reading. Like there were things like that. And she was so committed and she would just like make it happen. You know, she'd be like, I'm going to sit with you guys and I'm going to read to you for like 45 minutes to an hour every day, which is like hard to do oh my god i'm literally sitting here going like as a parent that takes so much effort to like and what a powerful gift that is yeah she was like this is important to me and Mm -hmm. i i want you to have this and just with like school stuff too you know like even when i went to it was one of those things i thought was so cool about my mom like i asked to go to school in sixth grade because i was homeschooled up until then and you know I can't even count the number of times that I faked sick over that first year of going to school. Cause like, I just had like a lot of, I had like a lot of anxiety being, I, I, I thought I wanted it so much. And then I was just like thrust into a new space. I was away from home, away from my family, constantly bombarded by like new social dynamics and like all these different things. And like the, you know, sitting in a classroom for eight hours, hours, which I had never done before. And it's oh, a huge transition. Yeah. Huge. And, you know, kids throwing up in trash cans, getting, you know, and stuff like that, where I was just like, no! 
it's your vomit phobia. You're oh, like, yeah. I'm just like, this is a horrifying. This is a hellhole. Or even just like kids sitting next to me. Like we were so like health conscious. And then the kid next to me was literally having like magic dip for lunch. And, and you're you know, like, like just like eating like, you know, a bottle of Sprite and Coca-Cola for lunch. And I was just like, what is this? What is this? It was just like, oh, sensory overload for me. But anyway, <laughs> what is this satanic den? <laughs> And it was a Christian private school, too. But so, uh, you know, I faked sick. I don't even know how many times. But my mom just, like, never questioned it. I probably wouldn't even have to fake sick. I'd probably just tell her I didn't want to. And, you know, she was so supportive with that. Like, um, and in high school, like, I, my senior year of high school, I missed so much school. Like, I think probably, like, two months worth of school. But I always stay on top of my grades. But my mom was just, like okay like I know like she just had faith in me in that way of like being like I know like I know that you're that you like I know that you're learning I know that you're doing your thing and like this is all bullshit anyways like and she was that was just always so cool to me how she was just so supportive of that and she's in the trust and that too totally and the faith and I think what's cool about her and what I admire about her, even though she's so by the book, like in certain ways, like by the holy book and by the other book. But she's also so like, fuck the man, too, where she's like that that shit's bullshit. So like, whatever, don't go to school. I don't care. You know, like and she would and I'd be like, mom, you have to call in. I have like 12 unexcused absences from last week. And she'd be like, OK, and she would just do it. And that was just always really neat to me so anyway i I just like appreciate those things about her like i just felt like she really cared about like our education and made sure she was and she never put pressure on any of us for grades either like i felt like she really i mean she was she never put pressure on us by still while still being like but i know especially because she homeschooled us she was like i know what you're capable of right so you better not sell yourself short and do less than what you're capable of in school right you know right and but she would totally understand if i was like dude there was this bullshit worksheet i was sick and i turned it in like one day late and she wouldn't take it so like that just dropped my grade and she'd be like okay you know she didn't care but like she just wanted us to, to do to our do best. best yeah um, she recognized that in you yeah and just wanted you to like make sure that you fulfilled what you were capable of yeah and same with college too they were always just like really like okay you make your own decisions with that and so anyway that's just something that that's, that's one so of the nice. many things that i really think is cool about i want to so. shout out to my stepmom oh, yeah. because i feel like when we're having these conversations too about like mother's day and and being a mother there are so many different forms of being a mother like whether it's stepmom just being a mother figure in someone's oh, yeah. life like there are so many forms that don't just come with necessarily like you know Hey, talk about, I never hear you talk about your stepmom either. I love my stepmom. Is that because she's a bitch? <laughs> she's the worst. We don't talk about her. No, I love my stepmom so much. You know, my relationship with my stepmom was when I was older because my my dad and her got married like six months after Evan and I did. So I was a grown up. But my little sister was still young. My sister was, I don't know, maybe 10 when she when her and my dad uh moved in together and so i watched my stepmom you know like help parent my little sister and my stepmom was so amazing about understanding 
like so aware of like the dynamic of which I can't even imagine. I think about that all the time, like how hard that must be where you're like, there's this there's a child in my house, but it's not like biologically my child. Mm -hmm. They still have their like biological parents who they're going back and forth. I'm like, where's the line? Like, how do I come in? What's appropriate? You know, whatever. And she always was so amazing about just under, I guess, like really towing that perfect line where she was always so there for my little sister. Mm. And she has her own two kids living at the house. Like, this is not like it's just my little sister's the only one coming in. She's got my stepbrother and stepsister who are still in school living in the house. And she was so there for my little sister. And, you know, she would let like, my dad maybe do some some more of like the parent some of the certain parts of parenting but always so respectful of my mom so communicative with my mom mm-hmm. and so there for my little sister like she's a teacher so she was always helping my my little sister with like her homework was so supportive and i remember the first christmas that we all spent together she which is this is not something that is owed this was so over the top she like gave as many gifts to me and Evan and my daughter and my sister as her two children. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, you're part of, we're family now. And it was so beautiful and it made us feel so loved by her. And then, you know, you see it really translate, like her parenting translates to her children. Her children accepted us and loved on us so hard. Just and there like was an example. Yeah, yeah, there was not that like, well, you're our mom and like, who's this kid coming in and she's getting as much gifts. They were like so excited for all of us to spend that time together. And it was such an amazing experience. I love having a stepmom and stepbrother and sister. So I actually want to shout out my mom too, because my mom was a step parent to my two older siblings. You know, my two older siblings are my, are my half siblings, but you know, my mom was always so passionate with us of like she would get so pissed off like I remember a little friend was like aren't they your half siblings and my mom was like they're her brother and sister okay like we're not we're Mm. not we're not like doing that in our house um like and I think that she she her parents split up when she was really 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 young and so she grew up with um her, her two step parents like her stepdad which is my papa is like her like that that is her her dad and I know that she is like so aware of how like blood sure is important but like the people who choose to be there for you are like who matter the people who show up for you and I just felt like she has always so been that way with my siblings I mean she's been she basically was their second mom she came into their life when they were both like I think under the age of like five or six and she would absolutely never make any distinction between like me or them like she yeah she would never I remember my brother saying like when I had Ruth like oh like technically like that's your like first grandchild and she was like no like no that's not my first grandchild like you know she's like these are my kids like they've always she's always just loved them and and it, i know it's been heartbreaking too because that she knows that she's not their real mom but like or blood mom biological mom but like she's always been like these are this is like my son and my daughter like 100 so percent. beautiful i feel like this this the step parent piece or someone coming in as like a parenting figure is so something that 
I know for myself, but just in general, like we don't talk about enough. No. Like it's so the level of which you can change human beings' lives and be like an unbelievable impact in their life is just it can be such massive. a sacred role, right? Oh my like, goodness. I was literally the other day, I'm gonna start crying again. Uh-oh, it's gonna be one of those episodes. <laughs> I the other day with all my health stuff going on was feeling like I was feeling scared about a lot of stuff. Mm. I felt like I wasn't getting certain answers, certain appointments that were just mm. so many months in advance and I was in so much pain. I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do. And my stepmom, um, who my stepbrother had a lot of, a lot of health struggles when he was young and he still does, but that was a huge part of her life as a parent growing up from with her kid as a, at a very young age. So she knows, has a relationship with a lot of these like great specialists and doctors. And I was in so much pain and um, Evan called my stepmom and he's like, do you know of anything or anyone or someone that could help and this and see her soon? And my stepmom got on the phone and she took care of me, mm. like got me set up with everything and like... I can't explain how much it, it helped me. Um, and sh like this woman like showed up to my doctor's appointments with me. So like she literally like was like, what time do you need to get there? She showed up and she advocated for me in like every one of the circumstances, making sure like, okay, no, we need this specific answer. We need this test. We need all this stuff done. And was like literally there like in the waiting room holding my hand mm. when I was feeling super nervous about stuff. And I was just like, this is an amazing, like, that I have this gift. I didn't know, you know, it's like there's so many challenges in uh, marriage relationships. And I, it's, I'm so sorry that my parents had to go through some of that, but like, and it was hard as kids, sure, to have to process through that. But what a gift to then have this person who's now part of my family in my life, who loves me so much and my daughter so mm -hmm. much and my husband, like, oh, Oof. I love that. <sighs> so much good i love that well should we take an ad break and then should we try calling our moms yeah let's do it since <laughs> we're on the topic yeah. and then we'll answer some personal questions i love it okay so for the longest time i was very curious about natural deodorant and really wanted to give it a try so i did and it didn't quite go as i was hoping at first that's because a lot of natural deodorants just they didn't cut it they either didn't work all the time or they worked way less than I needed them to but then I found the perfect product the holy grail of my natural deodorants and that's Natives Natural Deodorant. Natives Natural Deodorant is aluminum and paraben free and will keep you smelling fresh all day long but that's not even the best part Native Deodorant is now formulated in 100% plastic free completely recyclable packaging and when you opt for Native Deodorant you'll save 37 grams of plastic and your purchase will help fund environmental nonprofits because Native is a proud partner of 1% for the planet Native's a great brand with great products and an even better mission of giving back. Ever since I started using Native's natural deodorant, Native has slowly but surely started taking over my entire bathroom. They have the best natural wellness products from toothpaste to facial cleansers to sunscreen. Native has become my go-to brand for all my natural wellness needs. And so far, everything has been an absolute A+. Native is the best and I never have to worry about it or second guess any of the ingredients in their products because I already know they're going to be good. 
Ready to try plastic-free deodorant? Go to nativedeo.com slash chatty or use promo code chatty at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash chatty or use promo promo code chatty at checkout for 20% off your first order. So contrary to what social media might try to tell you, you do not need some elaborate three-hour self-care routine each day to feel your best, but a few small habits each day really help. Quick ones can really make a significant impact. One thing I've started doing in the last few months that I noticed has really helped me is a, a daily vitamin and mineral routine from Care Of. Care Of is a vitamin subscription service that helps create a 100% personalized routine specifically for you and your health goals. So to get started, you'll take Care Of's in-depth online quiz that will ask you all kinds of questions like what's your current diet? What areas of your health are you looking to improve? How's your sleep? It's basically like having a one-on-one consultant from the comfort of your own couch. And after you finish the quiz, the team at Care Of will use your answers to build out your personalized routine. And each product that Care of recommends is made from super clean, good for you ingredients that are backed by science and research. And yeah, a lot of companies say that. But what makes Care of so different is that they're totally transparent. Right on the recommendations page, you'll get to dive into where the product came from, the science behind it, and why exactly it's being suggested to you. That was legitimately my favorite part about my Care of experience, seeing all of these vitamins related back specifically to what I want to accomplish and how I want to feel. And then having the science to back it up made me feel so good about signing up and taking each supplement. I've noticed a big difference in my afternoon energy levels ever since I started my routine. And that was my biggest concern that I was looking to address. So, so far, so good. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code chatty50. That's takecareof.com and enter code chatty50 for 50% off your first order. All right. Okay. So you want to call your mama, ask her a question? Call yours first. Okay. Because I text my mom the question. I want her to see it and give her, give her a little second. Okay. So the question is going to be... If there is something that you could tell yourself. Yeah, go back in time and tell yourself as, a, as like a new mom or as a mom. Okay. Okay. As a parent in the thick of it. Let's do it. Let's, is- let's see if the woman picks up. <laughs> Come on, pull through. Come on, Sylv. Does anyone call her Sylvie? No. Oh, that's cute. Everyone just calls her Sylvia. 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 Hello. Hi, mom. Okay, so you're on the podcast. <laughs> We're doing a mother's. Hi, <laughs> Chatty. Hi, Brad. <laughs> um, okay, so we're doing a Mother's Day episode. So Becca and okay. I were like, we want to call our moms and ask a question. Can oh I- gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so here's my question to you: If you could go back in time as like a young parent and tell yourself something, mm. what's something you would tell yourself? If I could go back in time as a young parent and tell myself something, mm-hmm. well, I mean, this just applies to me in light of, you know, how like balled up I am and I'm tight <laughs> and how like I, I was raised by a fairly authoritative European family. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm wired that way in more of a black and white way. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say that, not to sweat a lot of the small stuff mm-hmm. and that just that perfectionistic type of tendency that I have that just to that 
regardless of what happens in school when the kids are in school and if it's not all perfect and they don't get all the straight A's and it's just like, it's like all that stuff. I mean, it matters, but in the end, it's like, it's, it don't be so balled up and uptight about all of the school stuff. Do you feel like you put a lot of pressure on yourself as a parent early on? I feel like I put a lot of pressure on you. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on you. And then I think in my 30s, there was all this pressure in Orange County, like this whole perfect mom kind of cred. And especially like, I mean, I think in culture in Orange County. And then on top of it, there was a lot of pressure in the regards to the obedience thing as it pertained to the church culture. Mm -hmm. And so if I were to go back and do a redo, I would do how you're raising Ember with allowing her to express her emotions and feelings and not be so scared about all of that. I was always very fearful with like, if somebody expressed something, I would go into fear and go like worst case scenario. So I would mm-hmm. have to say you being now 34 years old and your sister being 21, that big age difference, I think you would contest to the fact that I did learn a little bit by the time your sister came along. Oh, I think you, I there's did, a big yeah, difference. I did make changes, but if I, you know, I raised you when I was in my early 30s. Your mm-hmm. sister, I was already in my 40s, so there was a difference. So that would be that would be what I would say to myself personally. Mm-hmm. Mom, well, I love. Thank you for the sweet compliment too. I think you were an amazing mom. I was just talking about what an amazing mom you are. So thanks oh, for thanks. That's so nice. Hi, Brad. Oh <laughs> I'm actually at work in Placentia. Well, I'll let you get back to work then. I love you. Okay, okay love you. Bye, Becca. Bye. Bye. Did you say I actually work in placentia? She said I'm actually at work in placentia. I was like, Mom, are you going to give away your work address? (laughs) She said I actually work in placentia. I was like, Oh, she's about to give a plug right now. Like, so placentia broads roll through. (laughs) Oh, that was so nice. That was great. She gave me a compliment. That makes me feel so happy. See, we were talking about how we're like trying to communicate with like the affirming. And that means so much. That is so sweet. I'm going to have to clean her house when I go over there this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) We have to get on those dishes. I need to get on the dishes. Um, You should really watch the movie. um, We watched it last week called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Have you heard of this movie? Is this the one that everyone's talking about? I don't know. Maybe. Is it the one that you saw in the movie theater? Yes. I've heard unbelievable things about this movie. Um, it was a little long-winded at time, in my opinion. I'm like, we could have cut 20 minutes off that. I'm all about a briefer movie. You know, we don't need to do this two and a half yeah, hour yeah. long movie. I like a quick movie. 90 minutes? Yeah, That's yeah. fab. Beautiful. But, Leave me wanting more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make me sad that it's over. Yeah, not like, all yeah. right, I'm ready to go home. Um, But it was, it's all about like, it's all about like mom and daughter relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like pressure and all about like wanting to be a good mom and wanting to like, you know, protect your daughter and wanting and it's just it it brought me to tears and I need made me to laugh watch. a lot I it's need to good. watch maybe we'll go and watch it for Mother's Day together yeah. oh that would be that It'd would be nice. it's bizarre though she's gonna be like what oh the if it's heck? bizarre it'll, it's gonna confuse her <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much no, her no. lane it's, it's, I don't think it's for her actually she's like what in God's name <laughs> did you just make me go watch 
No, they're like time traveling and there's like, there's it's, yeah, no, I don't think yeah. it's her speed. My mom likes the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> she likes a more linear timeline throughout she likes the movie. A, she likes a documentary. She likes, you know, <laughs> like some solid uh, explanation at the top yeah, and bottom. No, that you're not, this isn't the movie for her, but you okay. should watch it I'll and, watch and it. you'll cry and you'll love it. Um, but also, isn't that so funny too? How I was just talking about the grades thing, and I then know. she brought that up. That was so strange. It was out. That's why when you were saying that about your mom, I was like, oh my goodness, that is so powerful. And like, like I was saying, you know, my mom, she's an amazing mom. She yeah. did her best. But that was a huge thing in her family. So then, you know, that was then put on me. And and yeah, it's it's so interesting that that was a through line. Yeah, I had to get the good grades. Okay, let's call my mom. Okay. Poor thing. I made her nervous. She's like, do I, I really don't want to, but I'll make you. I'm like, Happy Mother's Day. Or like, if you want, if you really want me to, I will, she said. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. I know I made you anxious. <laughs> no problem. This is what we do for our beloved children. <laughs> exactly. Okay. The question is, what is something you would go back and tell yourself as a new mom or just as a mom in general? I think probably the biggest thing I would, or the most often thing that I would tell myself is to um, just enjoy the moments mm. with my kids. I think uh, that if, <laughs> if I could, I would go back um, for a day or two, probably every month, and just hold, gosh, I'm going to start crying, Ooh. just hold my babies. I just, and just hearing your little voices and enjoying that time, it's just such a beautiful, magical time of um, kids being so open and curious and wondering about everything in their lives. And I just loved it. I loved the little, the times when you guys were little and all the growing up times and I miss those. So I think that would be my biggest thing is just slow down mm -hmm. and enjoy the moments with mm. your children and ignore the mess, ignore <laughs> all the other stuff going on and just be present for a minute. Yep. Yep. Because yeah, there are things you need to do. You need to train your kids. You need to keep your house looking you know, sort of uh, appealing to the people that live there, right? Like, don't be so concerned about what other people think, but you do want to live in a place that's like enjoyable. Peaceful, yeah. And not chaotic, right? Yeah. But yes, to definitely take those those moments throughout the day and, and let those things wait for a bit and just soak it in. Enjoy enjoy the times, the hugs, the the learning times and the exploring times and just the fun fun things about being a mom mm, i love mm. that you made both of us cry making me cry <laughs> over here <laughs> i love that i was Great. just we were just talking about like the things that we would that we would do that our moms did and i was saying that one of my favorite things about you is like how actually it's kind of funny because it's sort of i guess it's it sort of is contrasted with what you just said i was like oh i was i love thinking about how my mom was like so committed to making time with us for the things that were important to to impart to us like taking the time to read with us you know like taking the time to teach us about things and like to be fully present with us so yeah I loved I loved it I loved you and I loved being a mom um to all of you mm. so yeah 
Okay, I'm crying, so I'm going to go, but love you. <laughs> and love thank you. you. Happy Mother's Day to you two and all the moms out there. Yes, love it. Okay, bye, mom. Love you. Bye, baby. Love you too. Oh, man. Emotional. <laughs> that one got me. I mean, it's so true. Yeah. You know, I, like, it's so hard because there is so much. Yeah. And it's so hard not to be consumed with the busy schedule of life. And I'm like, I cannot think, like, I can't think of a week that goes by without me thinking about like, oh, I miss when I could like smell her head Mm -hmm. and she would just fall asleep like on my chest or even if she didn't fall asleep, but she would just (laughs) lay and relax Mm -hmm. on my chest. Like, you know, it's, they go by, the moments go by so quickly and it's like, it's so exhausting and it's so challenging, but man, those are the things you remember. Even just for a minute, right? Like just sometimes I like pause when we're doing the bedtime routine and I'm like, oh my gosh, like here I am right here, like in this moment that's like, and then sometimes you get stressed out because then you're like, I'm missing the moment. But you know, just like pausing, like taking it all in and be like, wow, so cool that I get to do this. Oh yeah. And uh, they, and like it, it, it happens so fast. And it's like I'm like putting together a new bed for Ember because she's too tall now for her little kid bed. And I'm like, what is happening? <sighs> and so many hours, honestly, like that I've wasted mm. with stupid shit instead <laughs> of just sitting, worrying about what other people think. <sighs> yeah. Instead of just sitting, you know, and pausing and soaking up every second that I have. Well, I love that. Okay, so let's... Uh, Let's answer, let's answer some questions. How about that? What would, I don't know if we've answered this question before, but along the lines of what we asked our moms, is there anything you would go back and like tell yourself as a very new parent? We got some questions like that, like advice for a first time mom who feels alone, drowning with a, with an infant. That was one of the biggest ones when I saw that question and abroad asked about feeling alone early on in motherhood. That's one of the biggest things I would go back and talk to myself Mm. about um that you're not alone you feel alone but you're not alone and i think i i know that at the time i was in a situation where like none of my current friends had any children um and i didn't i wasn't in relationship with anyone who had any kids and i don't think that i would even necessarily go back and and tell myself like get up and go meet the right people because sometimes you don't have the capacity no, to do oh my that. God. Like, or you know, like, I, I got, I, w- I was so like anxious. I would like overthink all my interactions with people and stuff like that. Right. Like, right. I think that like, I mean, obviously if you, if you have the capacity to go to like play groups and mom things, then that's great because I think you will connect with people and it will help you. Um, your friends at that time when you were got pregnant or before your pregnancy they're they're still there but maybe they're not going to be the friends that are your core group at that Mm -hmm. time because they just they don't they maybe can't relate at the time in their life they have other things going on in their life um but i would say if i could go back and tell myself that it's all going to be okay like this loneliness will pass um and just know that, know that you're in a position right now that this is so brand new and it's so jarring and 
it feels really alone, but to always like remind myself that there are millions of people on the planet doing this exact same thing right now, even if I'm not in communication with them, almost tapping into that energy of like, I'm not alone. When I'm up at 2 a.m. breastfeeding my kid, there's someone else doing this right now. Hundreds and thousands of other people doing this right now, feeling the exact same way as me. So even if I don't have someone to talk to about it, like I know I'm not by myself. Mm. And I think I spent a lot of time um, feeling alone and then worrying that I wasn't being a good enough parent yeah, like for my newborn. And it's like, if you're present and you're there, yeah. you're being an amazing parent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you care, I mean, that in and of itself, too. I guess people always can't always even physically be there, you know? Of course, of course. <sighs> what with our shitty postpartum leave? Well, that's the thing, too, right? Which, by the way, I just want to take a moment before we continue to talk and just say um, to all the individuals out there with a uterus, you should have full control over your body and your choices. Okay, thank you. I think, yeah, I, I think that it's not really great to force anyone to be in the position of, of being a parent. And also I can just, you know, I think both of us can speak from experience that you can like be doing everything right and responsible and, you know, you could still end up pregnant. That's not, and, and even if you aren't doing everything right and responsible, I think that, life takes a lot of twists and turns. And I think that like putting blame on someone for not wanting to be pregnant and when they find themselves pregnant is kind of silly. So anyway. There's also a million different circumstances and it's your body yeah. and you should have full control over your choices. Thank you. Um, What do you think? What would you say to yourself as a new parent if you could go back? I was thinking that and I don't really, I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't remember the first year super well. Mm -hmm. Or I guess I do. I just don't really remember. Like, I remember like certain things really well. I don't really like remember a lot of details. Like, I don't really know what I did in between other things that I was doing. Like, I, I just don't really remember like... And we were doing the podcast. It they, it does feel like a blur the first years. Well, and I got pregnant when Ruth was seven months old. So like, Ooh, yeah. And when I, it felt like she was so much older than she was. And then now thinking back and I'm like, oh my God, like seven months, what? Like so young. So young. Um, and we moved, we bought our first house and moved into like, moved essentially to a new city um gray's gym opened like all of those things happened and like right after she turned a year old like covid happened so the first like two years of being a parent were there was just a lot of things happening um i don't know i i guess what comes to mind is like um Get more practice, I guess, like vocalizing what you need. Like, mm. and it's something I'm still struggling with, with where I, and I know so many moms can relate where you just get in the mode of like, I'm just going to handle this shit, whether it be like needing to 
pack the diaper bag for an outing or having to, you know, trying to figure out scheduling mm-hmm. gymnastics class or finding a new pediatrician. Um, and I think oftentimes we go like, well, like, it's too hard to even like to explain to like my partner or someone else like what I need right mm-hmm. now. And, um, and I'm going to do it better anyway. Like my partner's not very thorough about researching like the pediatrician. So like, I'm just going to do it. But I think that a lot of times you then get into this rut of just not verbalizing one. You're not verbalizing what you need Two, You're also not expressing like all that it is that you are doing, which then just can lead to this burnout snapping moment where you're just like, well, I fucking handle everything around here anyway. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm being honest, a lot of times it's because I actually just haven't taken like the little bit of time and energy to like explain what I need help with and like how I need it done. And like, And then also, of course, letting go of expectations of how exactly things need to get done. And it's something I'm still working on of just like silently taking on everything because I'm just like, oh, it's too much to even try to verbalize. And um, I guess I would like tell myself, like, start practicing that from the get go of like, hey, just so you know, we need to find a pediatrician. She needs to get this testing done on day two after she's born or whatever, you know, like and then we're going to have to, you know, just I'd like for you to research this or like find this, you know, look up baby led weaning. Why don't you handle like all of that stuff with like feeding her and just kind of like helping to sort of like communicate what needs to be done. Yes, No, that's so true. Even now thinking about the question of feeling lonely and how I was saying like, oh, I felt so lonely and I had these friends who weren't parents and they weren't around and weren't there. I think a lot of times you have friends who maybe, uh, don't have children who want to be there for you, but they don't know how to. And sometimes people don't know what to ask. They don't want to bother, whatever. But if like, I know for myself, I'm like, oh my God, I could have picked up the phone. And I know numerous of my friends would have happily, if I would have called and been like, hey, I have a lot on my plate right now and I'm having a really hard day. Would it be okay if you would like swing by the store and grab me this? Oh yeah. Or even just like, hey, do you have an any time the next week to just like come over and like hold the baby while I like do laundry and stuff like yeah. that. Just, I know. just ask, you know, you're so right. And I think especially too, like in our culture, um, there is so much pressure put on moms and mother figures to handle and juggle everything. And that's just like not how it was intended. Like we were supposed to be in community. Yeah. And there were a lot of hands. And now we just kind of live in this world where you're like isolated and we're not encouraged or taught to ask for help. And my perfectionism gets in the way too. And I have to check myself with that where I'm yeah. like, what's the point of having Gray do it? He was going to pack, end yeah. up packing <laughs> three pairs of pants and no shirts in the, you know, what's even the point? It's like, well, you know. No, it's so true. It's like, let listen, him fuck it up. Yeah, like, you know? your, listen, your kid might, you know, when you open the diaper bag, they might not have a cute outfit <laughs> that they're going to change into, but you know what? It's, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. And also like, I mean, you don't have to hold their hand like a like a child, but it's like also people learn through doing things just like yeah. at us being moms. You like get better at things over time because you're doing it again and again. So it's like practicing giving someone the opportunity to fuck up and learn how to do it the right way. Oh, a thousand so percent. I'm like, I know I went into being a mom, like having no concept, like, you know, I hadn't been like a babysitter. Right. I hadn't nannied ever. Like I, I'm like, I didn't, I don't you know. You took care of your sister though. 
That's true. I always forget about that. I know. You, I always you forget talked about, about this that. on your episode and I was like, oh, you always said that you never took care of kids, but then you also like... You know what? I don't give myself that credit. That's true. I guess yeah. I always am kind of just like, well, it was my sister. But, but like, I'm like, I wasn't getting like, paid to with babysit. the child you were true, taking care true. of. No, it is true. It is true. I guess I just forgot everything though, too, by the time when I did it and I was like 13 with my sister, by the time that I was 27 with Ember, I'm like, I don't know how to do any of these things also taking care of an infant as someone who hasn't been the one who isn't hasn't been the one like given birth and doing all that stuff and dealing with all like the hormones and like all of that stuff is really different because i took care of a newborn when i was a nanny and that shit was easy as fuck (laughs) (laughs) it was so fucking easy and then when i had my first newborn i was like this is not easy no it's a sleep schedule oh my god Oh, the sleep schedule is is that's the wild part i think yeah when i was a nanny like i just showed up and the kid fucking napped all day you know you yeah give her a bottle i'm like this is awesome i'm just parent gonna go on four home. mile parent walks comes home and they're like how was the baby You're like great slept all day and parents like great that means that i'm not gonna sleep at all yeah. tonight yeah. yeah oh also i'm looking at some questions that we got and straight up like not a parenting expert over here, you know, just our experience. But I'm like, oh, we should definitely have a parenting expert on because some of these questions are fantastic. I know exactly who I want to have on. <gasps> okay. Yeah, let's do a future episode because I'm looking through a lot of these and I'm like, I have my own personal thoughts, mm-hmm. but I'm also not an expert and don't want to dole out some of these opinions without having a, a professional present. Yeah, I want to have, uh, do you follow Mr. Chaz on Instagram? No. He's the one who did all that Santa talk that I sent you. All that oh, I want to have him yes, on. yes, yes, yes. So, he's awesome. Okay. One thing that I, that I do want to say, I got people asking about like parenting philosophies and all that stuff. And I was, it's funny, I was actually on the phone with my older sister today. Uh, she's, got four kids and she became a mom when I think she was 20 or 21 and you know she was like at first and her oldest is 13 now she was like you know at first I liked you know being on gentle I'm using air quotes like gentle parenting TikTok or whatever and she was like and then like I actually just got really overwhelmed with like guilt and shame about like all the things that I did wrong like Mm. with my kids like Mm -hmm. or you know feel like I wish that I could go back and change Um, And we were just kind of having this conversation about like our own parents and then our own parenting about like having grace for those around you and having grace for yourself that you we all have like a limited set of tools and it takes time and it takes learning the hard way to like expand those set of tools Mm -hmm. so that, you know, maybe you can make better choices in parenting. But remembering that like we're all only working with what we've got. And sometimes what we've got like isn't a lot. And and so we were just kind of talking about that. And and I can kind of understand that. And I, I and I wonder if other parents just feel the same sometimes where, you know, even even I, I don't even I like a lot of the styles, but I don't even like the the term like gentle parenting because like there's this implication like what's if you're not mm-hmm. doing things exactly this way, what's the implication then? Mm-hmm. What's parenting outside of gentle parenting? Yeah. Harsh parenting, you know, like tough parenting. Yeah. Like, and I think immediately that kind of like it makes people feel like shit, you mm-hmm. know, where you're like, oh, I'm not good about being a gentle parent. If I'm not a gentle parent, what the fuck kind of parent am I? Right. Um, and I just want to give that reminder that like we're all humans and we're all, we we're all going through like human stuff. And you better believe that I'm not posting on Instagram 
where I'm like, can you please just stop? Can you please just stop crying when my kid is having sensory overload and freaking out and it's not their fault, but I'm also having sensory overload and I'm just like, I just want it to stop and I'm not being gentle and I'm not doing things the way that I would want Mm -hmm. to do it, but that I'm being human and that those, those moments of like being human and not doing things the perfect way, the way I'd like to do them, um, is just like a moment and that doesn't have to define the kind of parent I am. You know, we don't define our kids hopefully by their mistakes when they mess up. We don't go like, well, you know, they're kind of like a bad kid. No, you're like, they're, they're they're a person who's like having a moment. Right. And we often give, friends the grace the loved our loved ones the grace or maybe we don't we need to work on that but like extending that to ourselves too and being like okay all right so what Mm -hmm. yeah like I did scream at my child and I can apologize to them and be like I'm so sorry like that I spoke to you that way that's not okay I don't want to talk to you that way like Mm -hmm. and then you can move on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we don't have to be, we can be liberated from that shame of like whether it's mistakes made in the past or mistakes we're going to make in the future, knowing that we're all on a journey, hopefully to try to like improve ourselves and, and expand our set of tools and skills. Totally. Yeah. And there's so much shame associated with parenting and so much shame put on parents. And I feel like specifically moms. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of that often comes, I know for myself, a lot of that often will come from my own insecurities as a mom. There sure. are so many times a day where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And I make mistakes and I'm like aware that they're mistakes and I feel bad for them. So then I try to see someone else who I think, you know, oh, well, look, at they're not even doing this. And I'm throwing, you know, throwing shade or or shame on them. And it's like how important it is to be a supportive community to try to make people feel like encouraged as parents that like, you know, we're, yeah, we do make mistakes, but what's important is recognizing those mistakes and, and picking up tomorrow, you know, and having like loving on your children and having conversations. Like we've talked about this a hundred times, but I'm like, I know I'm going to, I'm, I am currently and will continue to do things that one day Ember will look at me and be like, when you did this, it like really, this is why I have to see a therapist. Exactly. (laughs) And like where then my accountability Mm. comes is like, you know, being able to acknowledge it. Like, yes, I did. And I'm so sorry for those, for those times. And I want to be there and work through that with you together now, you know, and have these conversations now, but, um, Oh no. Like on Instagram, I think about it all the time. Everyone is, you know, I post, the the cute fun things like the the moments where I am being a quote unquote good parent yeah. and everyone is so sweet and encouraging and sends all these nice messages about like oh my goodness you you're such a good mom and it means so much to me so please I appreciate it you continue <laughs> keep doing, doing so. it <laughs> but but I think about all the time like oh well yeah I'm posting just those moments like I'm not posting the moments where well, and why I'm would having- you Right. Like, of course. But it's also like just and I know this is like so obvious, but just to everyone who's listening, who is a parent figure, like, please remember that. Like when you see people on Instagram posting that, like they're not posting those breakdown moments. They're not posting the mistakes that they're making every single day, even when someone is having a vulnerable moment and being like, 
guess what? I did I'm this so today. I'm such, I'm such a terrible <laughs> parent. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. It is curated to yeah. a certain extent because that person is actually putting that out there. Yeah. So then don't even look at that and go, oh, if that's bad, then what am I? So when you have those moments where you're like, oh my God, like feeling like, I forget it all the time. Like I, I can think of like a number of parents that I follow on Instagram and I've never stopped to think like, oh damn, like maybe, yeah, sometimes they yell at their kids. Like maybe sometimes they are like on their phone and are being all snappy. Like, can you just stop? Like, I'm just stop, you know, like to their three-year-old or whatever. Oh, if there was a camera in my house, like literally yesterday, Ember came home from school and I literally stared at my phone the entire time before until she went to sleep. Like, I was not engaging at all. Oh, that gives me, like, a bodily reaction because, like, I know that feeling, too. And yeah, I'm like, I just wasn't, ugh. I wasn't present at all. I literally sat on my phone. I was scrolling. By the way, I was doing nothing. 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 And I wasn't present for my kid. And it makes me feel, when I look back on it, again, the shame, the guilt, it makes me feel sick because I'm like, oh, my God, like, I wasn't there and I wasn't engaging with her. But if there's a camera in my house and that was posted on social media, mm, what would people say? What would people say? But yeah, like you, and you know what? The people we'd be saying should probably have done the same fucking we, thing. We've all done it. Yeah. And so it's just a reminder mm. that what you see on social media is curated and to give yourself grace. And like, you know, th- there's some meditation app I was doing for a little bit where he would, he said, just, you know, begin again. Begin again. Otherwise, you get caught in that shame thing where you're like, might as well just sit on my phone till fucking midnight since I'm such a loser piece of shit yep. who can't yep. get off the screen. Yep. Instead of being like, Begin again. Tomorrow morning during breakfast, I'm going to read her a book. Exactly. And and begin again or and whatever. also communicate with your kid that you're beginning again. Totally. Like that's, that's one so of the good. things that to me, I, I feel like I have been trying to work on is like when I know that I'm making a mistake, even if it's not something that like my child is communicating to me or like not, you know, maybe quote unquote obvious, but let's just say I'm sitting on my phone. Then when she gets up the next morning and I'm making her breakfast and we're sitting together, like I can have a conversation with my kid and say, hey, Amber, I just want to let you know that I I want to apologize. I feel like I was sitting and staring at my phone and that's not healthy and that's not good. Yeah. I want to spend time with you. Yeah. And having those conversations with your children totally. and not just then putting more heaviness on myself and being like, you're a horrible parent. You're, you're shitty. And, you know, and then just bury it deep and then try to try to be perfect for your child and not admit mistakes to your kid which then like also makes you act out right like when i feel oh, like then course. trash then i'm like snapping at gray i'm snapping at the kids because i'm just like because mm, mm, mm. i just like feel bad about myself and that's not fun and then too like your your children then are seeing that their parent is is a human and makes yeah. mistakes but is willing to then acknowledge those mistakes and have a conversation and then I'm sure a child feels respected in that way that there is a conversation happening with them. Yeah. I know in my in my house and you know like I said my mom is amazing but my mom, you know, she like she was saying she had this perfection thing that she was constantly kind of trying to live up to and perform. So I know that she felt like she was making mistakes all the time, but I didn't know that because she didn't tell me. So from my perspective as a kid, you just go, oh, my mom's perfect and I'm a fuck off because I'm not doing A, a B, C, and D instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, if my mom looks at me and says, hey, I was really bad at this yesterday or I, I really think I dropped the ball in this way or I'm really sorry that I I wasn't paying attention. I was staring at my screen. There's that moment where you go, oh, 
mom makes a mistake and she talks to me about it and admits it. And so it's okay like that I don't do everything right and perfect and we can talk about it and communicate and we can begin again. Well, it's also an immediate repair too. So like you might not even even have recognized that that hurt you when your mom wasn't paying attention to you. But that might be something that could build up over time. And then yes. you're looking back and being like, man, you know, it comes out in all these different ways as mm-hmm. we know it does from childhood shit. But then it's like an immediate repair of when that's recognized, you can immediately repair it within yourself and be like, yep. and then that's, I mean, that I think is something we can take through all our relationships, right? Like romantic relationships too, just being like, hey, I didn't need to snap at you like that when you walked in the door earlier. I'm really sorry. Totally. And then like that washes away like most opportunities for resentment and like all those kind of things that really do damage in the long run. Um, yeah. All right. Well, well, listen, long story short is we sure don't have all the answers. We never will be gracious with yourself. Um, maybe if you're a, a, a mother, a stepmom, a mothering figure today, remind yourself of something that you're super good at. Yeah. Or remind a mom you know, even if you don't have a great relationship with your mom, I'm sure you know a mom that you love, Mm -hmm. mom of somebody, Mm -hmm. even if it's not your mom. And, you know, just go out, just tell them something that you think they're good at that you notice about them, right? Yeah. I mean, a nice, kind word can go a really, really, really long way. A really long way. So. Well, shall we chat soon? We shall chat soon. Let's chat soon, Rods. (laughs) 